So we're rolling, we're recording. Hey, what's up everybody? I'm David T and I'm joined by Andy Vig, not Vig, Vig, who's uh, the new guy, the new guy, um, who's from Florida and he's come to Poland to um, be the new guy. Uh, this is the Men Who Attract podcast. Hi Andy, what's going on? How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm feeling too warm because I expected to come to Poland and be cooled off coming from Florida. Apparently that's not what happens when you come to Poland. Were you in like the me when I first heard of Poland? I I I got it confused with the North Pole land. Yeah, I was quite yeah. surprised when I. Pola means fields, and oh. I guess that's what it's named after. Pola Makotowski down the road. There's the um. That's a big field, but it's the park now. But it used to be an airfield. Yeah. I wonder if that's what I rode through. That I took the scenic way home. It was amazing. It could I well think be. That's what I went. There's quite a number of parks in the city. Yeah. Who knows? Guys, <laughs> we have to cut this up. Aren't we? <laughs> no, guys. Basically, well, this wait, is just just to say oh. this because mm. I listen to a podcast that I love, and it's two British guys. They talk about electric cars, and they just talk about the stupidest shit all the time. They're hilarious. Maybe we can be like a fraction of that hilarious, and if, it would work. If we're good. only a tiny yeah. bit hilarious, that would be yeah. 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 I think mm. the the key to being funny is to not try and be funny and mm-hmm. just go with the flow. Um, exactly. So yeah, let's be real. So guys, what we're gonna get into uh, the topics that we've got planned at least, because who knows where this is gonna go on our very first podcast. Um, one thing that I want to do before we really get into it is um, a confidence exercise, like an exercise that can really get you out of your head and into your body and connected with your power. This is something that I do when I go to the park or the field when there's no one around. I sometimes do it at home, especially when there's no one else in the house and. The reason for that will become clear because it does involve making a lot of weird noise. Um, I like doing it when people are in the house for that reason. You just love making people uncomfortable, don't you? They already know what I'm about. <laughs> they it, by the way. I'm not masturbating heavily in the other room. I'm doing a, a, a body work exercise, an energy work exercise. So there's that. And also, um, basically, we were walking in the city earlier and we were, um, this topic came up about how women, if you let them, can actually teach you well, a lot about yourself, but also how to become a man. Um, I certainly um, credit females, or at least some of the females that I've met, in um, in assisting with with my growth and growth and development from out of being like an immature man, basically like a child, really, to something resembling more of a of an adult man. Um, some of them were directly involved in that by um, giving me direct feedback, and some of them. I guess just like the lessons you get from the experiences that you have with them, including breakups and things like that. Mm. Reflecting on it is important. You need to, re- if you don't reflect on that mm-hmm. and you just forget and try to forget it and numb yourself to the experience, then you're not going to learn. That's, I think, an important thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and then we're going to talk about other stuff. I'm slightly um, distracted, by the way, dear listeners, by the fact that my feet absolutely stink. <laughs> it's making my eyes water. I'm going to put my legs over there. There we go. That might help. But yeah, it's a really warm day here in Poland, and it's going to be until about October. So we're just uh, we're going to have to put up with it. But um, We have been out filming for you guys today, getting some more f- footage um so do look out for that we're basically in the process of um developing the brand and getting ourselves um more well known way more established than um i've been able to on my own 
as a kind of a one-man solo entrepreneur. So that's why I'm grateful for Andy to uh, for getting involved in this. Andy really gets it. He really understands and agrees with and um, lives in line with the principles that I've been teaching and preaching over my how many uh, coaching career now. So and he's really up for the challenge of. Uh, yeah, being being the guy, the new guy. So, anyway, this confidence exercise. Before I explain how to do it, let me just give you a little bit of background on what it is and how it, why it works, basically. So, most of your your typical day, you spend in your head and in your thoughts. And generally, our thoughts are not where our power is. Our power essentially is in our. I mean, I'm saying our unconscious or subconscious mind, which is, um, it's in our body. Also, our physical power, our physical strength, is in our body. Now, if our awareness is in our head, in our thoughts the whole time, well, I'm a, I'm of the belief that um, we're not living in our power. Our attention isn't on the most grounded and um, unshakable part of ourselves. So, so this exercise puts out our awareness in there. You might like my take on this because, um, so if you think of the mind having two parts, the conscious and the subconscious, the conscious mind is the one that you use and you, you focus with, and that can really only hold, I think, three to seven things in your attention. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things going on, so many different uh, connections that you can't make with that part of your mind, the conscious one. If you let the subconscious do it, which is what it's supposed to do, that's the part that also takes care of the shit, like your heart beating, your your uh, body healing, your stump, your digestive system working, it does all that shit on autopilot. If you give it a chance to take care of the things and let free up your focus, your your conscious mind just just focus on choosing what to focus on. It should be good things. Um, so that's the point. Kind of letting go of all the shit you don't need to be focusing on. Letting the subconscious work out the details. How to figure shit out, make the connections. Okay, so the exercise itself, it's basically a breathwork exercise, and there are two stages to it. You, you might already be aware of the fact that if you breathe deeply and heavily, you will oxygenate your body and you'll also bring awareness into the body uh, and away from your thoughts. Um, and also, we only generally breathe as, um, as much as we need to in order to stay alive. So when we start to deliberately, intentionally breathe more, like taking way more oxygen than we normally do, when we're not really paying any attention to our breathing, we can expect to um, experience ourselves in a different way because we're giving ourselves more fuel, or rather we're bringing energy in. Um, so there's that. So basically this, the exercise starts with us taking 10 very deep full breaths and then after the first 10 on the exhale because we will then continue and do perhaps 20 or 30 breaths on the exhale we'll start i'm introducing noise and i'll just do an example of one of those so it'd be like one deep breath and then on on the way out on the exhale we'll activate the vocal cords so it's basically this now we'll start the first of the ones with the noise um, it doesn't really matter if you're loud or quiet, but I imagine lots of the guys doing this will start pretty quietly because it is quite an unusual or new experience. But the idea is 
to get louder and louder and louder till it becomes almost like a ah, like a really big ah, and that's activating it's it, I mean, it makes a vibration in the chest and in the, I mean the body so that really brings your awareness into your body and it's kind of activating like the animal inside of you the beast so if that doesn't freak you out too much I'm going to invite you to join me and Andy in making a lot of weird noise right now so we're going to do 10 full deep breaths and I'm going to count with my fingers so you won't hear me counting on the podcast recording that you're listening to but um, count along and when we get to breath number 11 we'll do let's say we'll do like 10 more with the noise and it'd be interesting to get your feedback in the comments perhaps about what you felt so like comparing how you feel right now before the exercise to afterwards and obviously Andy and I will discuss the feelings and what feelings that we have so and, just... and this is also my first time doing it the David T style oh, okay. I've done similar breath work like the Wim Hof or, okay. or just making it up as I go so this will be an interesting experience okay. on air right now live yeah, on air, li- yeah. <laughs> live in the studio recording <laughs> alright so here we go so uh, so start by emptying our lungs, so <laughs> empty those lungs, and here we go. Punch a tiger in the face now. Damn, do, do I feel your, so ballsy. Do your hands get tingly? Hands get tingly because of all the oxygen coming yeah. in and the CO2 going out. Same as when you do the Wim Hof breathing. I'm on fire now. We should have done that before we started recording yeah. the podcast. The energy. It's okay. There'll be a drastic difference. Now you can hear us alive. Before you'd be like, wow, they were just okay. Now they're... Earlier we were suffering from the heat as well. We're getting a bit drowsy. We've been for quite a long walk around town doing yeah. filming and all that. Yeah, do you feel 10 times more awake right now? I feel not only more awake, but good. Damn, good, I, I pleasant. Could, I could like... It's like having a coffee. It's like, nah, coffee fucks me up. <laughs> yeah, this well, is... Yeah. This it's is what, the, it's the, what you want a coffee to do, it actually. Yeah, it's better. what you wish coffee would do. Yeah. Free. I could make sweet love to a whole bunch of ladies right now. <laughs> I could yeah. do that most times, but right now especially. Oh, <laughs> wait till you get to 40, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've woken up the beast, the animal inside of me. Yeah. Ooh. I, I just want to say one thing. Uh, another alternative to coffee is driving a um, Tesla Model Three. That's the performance version, and flooring it. That shit wakes you up. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You're into electric only, cars. I remember that. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. It. It's only like almost close to hundred thousand dollars. So. Oh, yeah. it's easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, coffee can, costs what? One. What's a 10 year supply of coffee cost? And a hundred years? Oh, you're asking the wrong man for math. 
I think a hundred year supply of coffee is probably less than a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I would think so. And no one lives to a hundred, so well, some people do. Uh, well, if you do these breathing methods often, yeah, you'll make it past there. But a Tesla is pretty and is fun and it goes fast. The test drives are free and they let you. Oh, they let you floor it. it. Yeah. I bet they won't. Let I've taken five test hometown. drives now. For fun. It's <laughs> so that. Fun. When's he gonna buy the damn thing? <laughs> they're, they're like, I don't care. We have a quota to meet. When you come here, it's actually good for us, oh, even right. if we're not buying it. I was picturing you arriving each week in a different, wearing like a, wearing <laughs> like a, a different, different disguise, yeah, <laughs> stick on the stage, a big blonde 70s wig or something. <laughs> no, I asked them, this is okay? Woman. And they said, yeah, it's okay, it's good. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, electric cars, not what we're here for. How do we segue into <laughs> <laughs> the other topics that we have lined up? We just will. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but just to say a little bit more about the the breathwork exercise, the confidence breathwork exercise. There. Um, to be honest, this is something that every man should be doing every day. I mean, because it, it it breaks you out of the pattern that you're in as well. It really does. Yeah. If you're feeling depressed, you can do it, and you'll feel on top of things instead of below yeah. it like a large part of the reason why we feel down um, sometimes or often if, if that's you um, is because we, we, we feel like powerless we feel like we're not in control mm. we feel like we're like the world is crushing down on, on, on us and we don't have much um, <coughs> much kind of control over how the day will unfold or how our lives gonna gonna unfold this exercise um, snaps you out of that and it really as I said before, it puts you in your power, it realigns you. I'd love to um, see what you guys listening have to say about it after trying it, because it's, um, you know, I've introduced so many guys to the exercise and um, I'm astonished by the fact that everybody has unanimously agreed with the, you know, the fact that it is a really good thing. Um, I just wish more people would use it more routinely, because it's kind of, it's unfortunate to see lots of the guys out there who, who uh, are posting our groups or uh, contact me saying that they're not feeling great about life and the situation they're in and they're not even doing the basics and that's one of the basics that you can do for free in the privacy of your own home where lots of the questions that I get from, from guys as a coach as well like you know, what, what should I say to girls or how can I do this how can I do that um, often I will, will reply like are you breathing properly are you doing the basics um, are you meditating as well and they will say oh I'm not sure about that no I've never really done that so I give them the advice to try that first and then see if you still have the same questions yeah. because often the solution is well often the fact that these you know, perfectly good dudes out there who are asking like basically the same old questions that we've all had at some point I certainly did before I came to understand things a little more clearly those questions are coming from a place of not being in your power and of um, seeing yourself as um, like a weaker, less capable and com um, competent man than, than you really are, you know? Real so, quick, if you aren't doing the basics, you are actually weakening yourself by not treating yourself well. Like some of the other basics are cleaning your room, getting enough sleep, eating well. Eating well. Thinking well. You, you can think of your mental state like a, a mental diet what are you feeding your mind with absolutely your own thoughts but also like are you watching too much 
garbage, too much TV, YouTube, mindless shit. Um, and one of the, here's an exciting way to look at it. Think of a skyscraper and its foundations. It needs a great foundation to be tall and magnificent. Beautiful. And if you work on the basics and take them seriously, you can become magnificent. Like there's awesome things to be had when you have the foundations down. And I think that's one of the things that we're going to talk about is, um, you know, the, the challenges of uh, women teaching you how to be men. If you have the basics down, then you can really grasp what that means because it, it's chaotic dealing mm-hmm. with women at their ultimate femininity, which is also the most beautiful part of mm-hmm. being with women. So basics, man, basics. And this world is going to challenge you. It's, it will shake you and the people that you encounter will do that too. And you've got to be able to keep your shit together and um, not get mm-hmm. like destroyed by things like breakups or rejections or somebody being mean to you or some dude like being um, a fake alpha, you know, who's trying to like show you up or, or like humiliate you in front of the girls, all the kinds of things that you'll experience in your life. If you're going prepared and, and if you have like a toolkit of um, ways to deal with like challenges or like little traumas and like little upsets that you're bound to, you definitely certainly will experience it in your life, then um, yeah, stronger foundation. Yeah, I do you know that quote um, by martial arts arts guy Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Um, don't wish for an easy life. Wish for the strength to endure a difficult Beautiful. one. Exactly. And that is so accurate. And it it's worded in a way that's a little bit doesn't seem so great. But when you are strong, a difficult life is easy. You can handle it. Absolutely. And it's more rich. It's like, ah, oh, there's a lot there. You, you like biting into it. There's a lot of flavors to it. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, be strong, strengthen yourself. Perfect. Got it guys. <laughs> okay. So, um, as I mentioned before, um, earlier we were taking a walk through Warsaw city center while we were doing some filming and, uh, talked about quite a few things, didn't we? But one of them was, uh, I guess I got onto the topic of how some women, um, they will say things to you and you might be a little bit like, no, no, that's not me. But um, sometimes women will say things to you that you need to hear because they recognize you being in your chaos or being in your childishness. And they don't want you to be like that. They want you to be a man for them. And uh, I think, yeah, the example story I gave earlier was a girl that I was hanging out with back when I lived in Budapest about seven years ago. And um, it was just about the time when I was getting into um, self-development and life coaching. I I started to take a big interest in life coaches and things like that. And I started doing a bit of that myself, having had some like business success and lifestyle success. I I was um, in a different industry to the one I'm in now back then. And uh, this girl, that I was hanging out with, she came to my house and I, when she came over, I started talking a lot about that kind of stuff and she basically stood up and stood up and um, she says, Dave, I'm leaving. I'm going home right now. And I was like, what? And she said, all this fucking life coaching stuff was fucking boring because I was way too excited about it and it was this new cool thing that I'd come across and I just thought it was amazing. Why did no one tell me about all this stuff years ago? And, um, Basically, a girl called me boring. A girl who, you know, we were kind of in a bit of a romantic situation. We were really into each other, but I was um, 
being an overexcited child and she called me on it and I wasn't upset about it. In fact, I was like, well, the response that I had, the response that I gave her was um, like, oh, that's so cool. Girls don't normally do that for me. Tell me when I'm talking total shit or when I'm being boring or when I'm like too excited about something that's like, you know. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, all the life coaching stuff is obviously very, very good, but like it's not the stuff to talk about with a chick at like two o'clock in the morning. When you've just had a joint and you know you're about to have sex, you know it's uh, so that was um, how the topic of uh, women teaching you how to be a man came up earlier. But uh, many many experiences I've had where I've been very very grateful for that. Uh, what about you, Andy? What have you been thinking about on this topic? So my first relationship when I was like 16 was a very difficult, uh, chaotic situation that. I came out of it grateful that I had that experience even though it was like just constant heartache like extremely bad I remember telling myself because uh, I'm like a silly poet that I had so many scars in my heart that I didn't have room left <laughs> it was just all scar tissue <laughs> that's how painful it was uh, and basically this this girl oh it's a I should start with this story because it's an interesting one so I went to a concert and I was with my friends and it was like a rock band playing and as the show started I was very close to the stage the show starts the band starts playing and then all of a sudden there's a tongue in my mouth and sorry about that dude. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean them <laughs> right yeah, okay. it was then it was then <laughs> um and I'm like whoa and so you know I just continue making out for whatever, three, five seconds, however long it lasted. And then I see her face after her tongue's in my mouth. And she's actually this gorgeous girl. And me being 16 and insecure, the red flags that could have went off that this girl is not great relationship material didn't really go off where I ignored them. And I was like, wow, this girl likes me. <laughs> I should, I got, this is my chance. So I said, hey, let's, do this again sometime that's you know that's your number so she gave me her number and I was thrilled because she, she was a really gorgeous girl and so that's how our relationship started also she was there with her boyfriend who tried to fight me um, but I was like no I don't want to fight and he the he ended up becoming about women yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, he uh, ended up being becoming a good friend of mine that I have really fond memories of later but um back onto the topic, this, this girl, basically I dated her for on and off for like five years probably. Um, and I, I think I'm still on good terms with her. I just am a lot more cautious about her because I think that we, we would maybe see each other again. But anyway, she had, you know, it was a monogamous relationship agreed kind of, you know, it, it was, it was supposed to be that, but she was dating probably several guys, maybe seven. Seven is a number that comes mm -hmm. to my head. So it was very painful because I, she, she was kind of just drinking a lot and not really caring that it was obvious. Um, and I liked her a lot and we actually had really good chemistry. Like we got along well, it was always fun hanging out with her, the sex was good. Um, but it was just the, the, the deception 
mm-hmm. was horrible. Um, and so since that relationship, I've learned that, you know, I value honesty, I value integrity, I value someone who takes care of themselves, I value someone that, that isn't going to violate my, my values, but also that I need to like not uh, let someone do that to me, I need to make sure that I'm okay with myself, like if that were to happen again, I don't think I would be affected, I would be like, okay, you know, that's, you do you, you know, that's okay, but this is not something I agree with, you know, you have to, you have to do that on your own or something. Um, uh, but I guess it makes it a little more complicated to explain that I also learned that I'm not really into monogamy anyway. So if she would have told me that, hey, this is not exclusive, I'm pretty sure that I would have been okay with it or at least handle it better. So uh, since then, I've learned that to take responsibility for for the situation is, is really powerful because I reflected on that. I, I don't look at that experience with bad memories and let it be baggage on me. It taught me a lot. It taught me that there can be good things about a relationship um, and it's still being really unhealthy. And I guess you so, also like learn in situations like that that everyone is an independent, free-thinking human being. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't depend on their on them to kind of fit some kind of imagine like perfect situation that you have for them like this is why people get upset when i mean i breakups because they think oh it's a relationship supposed to be a certain way and it wasn't and uh, um you have to respect that people have got their own approach to life i mean yeah there are lots of people who follow a like a pre-scripted approach to life and you know, they do everything in the way that their parents did or raise them to um, when you get shocked upset or disappointed by somebody else's lifestyle and you wanted them to bring them into your way of life and it didn't work out yeah, you've got to be able to respond to that peacefully and basically you you don't want to what am I trying to say here if you had you have your own way of approaching life and other people don't fit into it as often as you would like, or if you meet people that don't, that you wish they did, it's like, you have to love them anyway. You can't just be like, what's the word? Like if they didn't want to come into what you were, you were inviting them into, you could allow that to make yourself become a very bitter uh, mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And we've all met those, haven't we? Like people who just complain about the way that they, they get treated, or like, oh, the classic one is uh, guys who express their interest in a girl, and she she's not interested, or she tells you that she has a boyfriend, and then you're like, oh, you're a fucking whore anyway, or you're fat anyway. I've, I've seen that so many times with guys. Like it's just, Ugh. I can't have you, so you know, let me hurt you. I've shifted topics slightly, but that's a really important thing. Yeah. But, it's, but it's similar too, because that can, that's a woman teaching you something that yeah. you, she isn't available, available, you have to be okay with that. And you can't be so scarcity mindset that you are, need that one person, that's you know? Yeah, the scarcity mindset mm-hmm. of men in general, like, oh my God, it's, um, 
I think the the key to success with women, which is a weird phrase, success with women, like are you being successful at the same time in the same place as them, or yeah. like are you Wait, successfully so getting them to good. love you? Yeah, how about this is probably a better, more aligned way of saying it. Uh, su- success, well, success with women. Yeah. If you're defining that as like you and the woman are like successfully having this beautiful moment that mm. that's you know sexy and fun and healthy you know success with <laughs> right you kind of getting the difference there or mate just like, losing well, it <laughs> being successful with women I, I just don't like that phrase because i see it used in um contexts that are just ridiculous like some people think that success with women is like sleeping with lots of them for me, being a su- successful with women, I guess my version of that is the fact that I can walk down the street and a woman I haven't seen in like a year will remember my name and give me a hug. Um, that happened this afternoon. Um, then, uh, well, I gave her a hug first. But, um, what else? Um, the fact that women are always pleased to see you, you know, the ones that you've met already. Like I've met lots and lots of guys who, they've met lots of girls, but where are they? Where are they? They've met them, but they've tried to pick them up each time instead of opening them for life and leaving them open. One of the things that I learned from women about how to be a man is that um, it's good to be on their radar and um, you know, a face around town who they know, who they can, can that they trust and like and value them being that guy who tried to pick them up that one time the guy who ha- who they had to lie about having a boyfriend to or the guy who they gave a fake phone number to because you, know, you were acting weird and or you were just trying to pick her up and you weren't really interested in her um, the value that women have to us men it's obviously not just about the vagina and a lot of the more like it immature let's say dudes out there who are in, into like learning how to attract women um, they talk about things like that it's like you know I closed her I got laid um, but I'm not convinced that really deep down they really think like that I reckon they're the, there are some who are really into the sleeping with lots and lots of girls and I've met some of those guys and they're pretty cool you know there's few of the coaches I mean they're weird as fuck but in a good way you know I still like love to hang out with them and stuff and they're good guys but um, what I see is like lots of these young dudes who they're chasing girls so that they can prove themselves to their peers to their friends to the rest of the guys because they feel like a low status male among the other males and they think that that's the way to prove themselves is, is like to, to be to be seen to be a guy who can pick up girls um, and unfortunately that means that the, all, all the interactions that they have with girls are focused on trying to close them which means they don't really learn a lot or they're learning they're, the time it takes for them to really learn what they're trying to learn well it's it's drawn out over a longer time because you have to get along with women in a variety of contexts it can't just be like let's open her if I can't close her I'll move on to the next one and try and close her with me it's like let's open her let's talk to her and leave her open 
can you see the difference? That means next week I can go to the bar and she's still open. I didn't close her and I didn't fail to close her. She's still open and the, um, she can build her picture of me more and she can understand me more and I can learn more about her. Cause I'm not in a rush to sleep with first girl I meet kind of thing. I like to get to know people and shit. Cause I'm too old for that shit now. And you know, you'll, if you give them a chance to play also, to have a role in it, you'll see if they like you, they'll make it a little bit easy. Like, oh, hey, what are you doing? You know, later, you know, just little, little hooks that you can pick up and you're like, oh, she's saying like, she's making it easy for me to say, hey, let's go hang out sometimes. And it's, mm. I think it's fun for them too, to have a part yeah. in the courtship, you know? If you're doing it, if you go, yeah. if you, um, I think it's from Hitch, this is maybe not the best metal- metaphor, but like, you know, you never go the full 100 mm-hmm. in the kiss, right? You go 90% and like mm-hmm. she comes Leave 10%. One yeah, you could even go less. Like if you, if you were showing up and saying, hey, do you want to play? You know, I'm inviting you to meet me here. And if you do, then yeah. you're going to have fun too. But if I'm doing the, all of it, you're going to be like, whoa, this is too much. And I'm not even, I can't even... If I want to have fun, I can't because you're not letting me. Um, it's like a, you know, a really team. mature and considered way to approach uh, hanging out with girls and meeting girls, isn't it? It's like you, yeah, that's it. It's a dance. It's a dance. It's a dance. Yeah, guys, that you push for the clothes. Like basically, if she's not responding to you by being interested in you and flirting in you. Then you're doing it all wrong from the start. So these guys who push for the clothes to at least get the number or at least get something from her, well, there's no value in that because she's not. You're not vibing. Play, yeah, you know, yeah. Like this is the problem, isn't it? You, you're disclosing <laughs> because you've 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 seen some coach or some video somewhere saying always be closing. Always be closing is terrible advice because it's always them be texting girls who haven't even given you their real number or um, who have no intention of ever like responding to you. They're just collecting like the validation of having a large f- follower account on, on Instagram or, or whatever it is. Um, or they politely gave you their contact details because they didn't want to see you cry. They didn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Or, I've experienced it loads by the way, guys. I'm speaking from experience, you know? I think that's a good way to, so I'm, I want to, that, that topic about women being able to teach men, what they can teach you is how to like embody a masculinity uh, power, which is that you are rock, that you're solid, that you aren't going to be flapped, you'll be unflappable, which means you're not going to be shaken by external things that like not giving, including her yeah not approving um, yeah not, not approving her, of you not accepting you. and since so many men are not that she could be a little bit afraid like if i don't give him the number he might react a little bit off and make it even weirder um so here's the number just so he'll go away and he'll be happy and i don't have to deal with his uh, childishness his immaturity his his chaos you know but if you can be that rock, that's when you let the woman be the chaos, which she wants to be. She wants to have someone kind of help guide it along and she's going nuts and, and bubbly and all over the place. And you're like, I got this and it's cool. And, and if you go nuts, I, I, I know how to handle it. Um, 
And it's I personally love those relationships when when I feel like a man and she feels like a woman and it's like we're feeding each other that energy to each other. It's like she's just so bubbly and smiley and I'm just like this firm dick. <laughs> and yeah, so what we're talking about the basics that helps you stay solid and, and bring out the femininity in women because you're solid. I really want to tell the guys about something that's super important that's going to really help them because there's going to be a lot of guys out there who are like basically beginners who haven't been out like talking to girls very much if, if at all uh, which follows on really nicely from what you just said there it's, um, it's something that I learned when I was in a band and Andy has been in a band as well he was a drummer I was a guitarist. Well, we still can play, but we <laughs> wait. But not in the same band. It's not in the, like same we band, in the same yeah. band. <laughs> but um, one of the guys in the band said because he realised I always had really bad stage fright, particularly in the first few months of being in the band, and he, and he kept like trying to help me to calm down because he was way more experienced than me. And it's the same thing that I do now when I'm meeting people or when I'm doing. Like, it, I, I forget it sometimes as well, but it's something that I'm having to do during this podcast too, and it's this. This little thing that you're having to do where you're in the spotlight, for example, first encounter with a girl or first date or you've just stopped a girl in the supermarket or on the street or when you hit record to record a podcast or when you walk out onto that stage. When you're doing it and you're inexperienced, it's like it's the biggest thing that's going on in that moment for you and your focus is entirely on that thing, like on that like performance or on that moment where the spotlight is on you. Try to see it like this. This is just like... Your, you and who you are and your life and what you're about and everything is a much bigger thing than this one experience. And this is just a tiny little slice, like a moment in that experience. Lots of guys, in fact, everyone I've ever coached pretty much, okay, maybe with one or two um, exceptions, on the first day of the coaching where we go out and talk to girls, it's when they talk to girls, they, they, they just... Everything that was cool about them, all of their intelligence and their conversational flow and their life experience and their amazing life story, um, they forget about all of it. And it's like that they're a baby, like they've just been born, they've just plopped out of their mum's vagina in front of the woman. <laughs> and and they, they act like a complete fucking imbecile. It's because it's like, oh, I'm approaching a girl now and oh, I don't know how to do this. They don't, know how, they don't know how to do this. Just like Andy and I don't really know how to do a podcast. We're just having a conversation, really. You know, we, don't, we haven't planned this out. We haven't planned like, what we're going to say all that much, just apart from like, some of the points we want to talk about. Um, it's, but we're drawing on our life story and our experience. And when that life story and that experience, that who we are, that magnificent bunch of information that we hold about ourselves and all our ideas of the future and what when we bring that with us into the uh, under the spotlight instead of just being that like brainless i don't know what to do guy then um basically the audience the girl um can see that we're real we're a real person and we basically come across a lot better any time that you notice me on this podcast sounding like I'm losing what I'm talking about, I'm doing exactly that. I'm forgetting that I have all this wisdom and experience. Okay. It, so you really have to be conscious. So I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world to, to do. And I'm a coach of this and even I like lose it. And that's the thing. Around. Imperfection is totally okay. It's it gets the job done. I was going to say, okay, now 
do you ever have like collect the things that you want to say you're like fuck I have like three things I want to say now yeah. um, one of them is that, that perfection's okay and I want to talk about how I've literally fucked up on stage and it was fine no one noticed um, yeah but also like the, the practicality of like uh, when you're in front of that girl and you've just been born that feeling when you're just like forgetting who you are really you're so focused in the moment that's your like conscious mind focusing on the wrong things and it's doing those exercises those basics that's like the practical side of being better in that moment when you can be like oh yes I am so much more you're in your body your subconscious mind is taking over like I know how to talk to people I know how to have fun I know how to connect with someone don't place so much importance on that under the spotlight situation yeah. so, like if you're walking down the street and, uh, and you see a hot ass girl that you want to speak to if it's if you're like oh, this has to go well right? no you're not that guy you're the guy who's walking somewhere to do something and now this and this tiny little thing that, like this thing on the side that you're doing now like going up to this girl if you treat it as such like, as a small almost trivial encounter where you don't mind what in happens in perspective it's small in comparison to your whole life it's just so a one moment the perspective when you're talking to the girl you're, you're a man on, on a mission you're a man who's on his way to buy some bread from the supermarket and you can tell her that <laughs> I would say it just I've like it that loads. I'm a man on a mission who's about to buy some <laughs> bread from the market yeah like it's, and it's funny yeah. It's like, yeah hey how you doing I'm a man on a mission to buy bread yeah. And she's going to go, oh, okay, that's, that's interesting, that's nice. And usually they will laugh along with it and go, oh, yeah. Sorry, as you go, you had two more points about that. Um, so, I, being on stage, it is, I, I have stage fright and I've played at least 60 shows, maybe more than that, that. And I have stage fright. And I remember walking out on stage and it's like, I forget how to walk a little bit. Like, my, I have to like, <laughs> well, oh yeah, yeah. My, my leg has to pick up and then I have to pick up the other one and they have to land like at a certain angle to like walk right and oh shit, I can't trip on the wires and like, oh fuck, my hands are sweaty and I have to play drums now. Oh, so damn. important. Yeah. Wow. You, you feel like it's such a big thing. And then I did it 50 times and I was like, okay, this is, it's not that big of a deal. Not, yeah. And I noticed the professionals, the guys who do it, the world tours, that's, they were fucking up almost every night because I, I could I knew their songs so well I was watching them every night they fucked up and they're like oh yeah we always fuck up it's okay if you fuck up they told us that they're like it's normal to fuck up but as a musician you are more aware of it because you know your song but the crowd doesn't really you know they're they're enjoying the whole experience they're not focusing on that little thing um, unless you're like that one band that I saw one time, my friend, uh, his drummer got completely wasted in the bathroom. Uh -oh. I remember um, he offered me some alcohol in the bathroom and I was like, oh no man, I'm like, you're about to go on. He's like, oh yeah, I'm good. And then later on he comes up to me, he's like, I'm not good. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're funny man, go up there. No, he, he it completely ruined the show. Um, and that's not taking care of the basics, you know, that's mm -hmm. totally fucking up on your responsibilities. It was yeah. their CD release show. Um, but I want to go back to to a point where I really fucked up on stage. Um, I stopped the song. I totally stopped the band to restart the song, <laughs> and the rest of the show it was fine. Like it, it wasn't a big deal. Um, and I've had 
interactions with girls the same way where it was like oh wow I told I I mumbled and slurred my words like the word that was like hey do you want to hang out sometime I was like hey and she was like yeah let's go and then I went on a date with her it's okay <laughs> mm. it's this um, if we can like, roll that back into the whole like social yeah the social thing and like meeting girls on nights out thing perhaps it's like one thing that irritates me if I'm out with friends like male friends and we talked to some girls who were walking past us or stood next to us at the bar or sitting at the table next to us what my friends always do is they latch on to the girls and they forget that we were having a conversation prior to the arrival of the girls and that's a scarcity thing as well oh my god we talked to girls we better milk this and squeeze every last drop of attention out of these girls <laughs> whereas I always try and bring it back I was trying like close down the conversation with the girls and kind of send them on their way and try to remind my friend so what about the, and the thing that we were talking about before you know your laptop's broken or whatever it was but they're like oh let's keep the gaming these girls um, a really powerful thing is to place much less importance on the girls and have that little really good solid little chat because the thing that inevitably always seems to happen when my friends are trying to hold on, hold on to the girls is that the conversation dies down to the point where it gets like awkward and the girls um, have to excuse themselves you're best off letting the girls go when you've had that little kind of short little chat like interaction introductions little like maybe one or two like one or two little stories or questions asked and answered and then anyway girls lovely to meet you I'll see you around because we will be here you know I'm all night um, and then you let them go yeah if it's on a high note yeah that's okay powerful. to leave it on a high note and don't forget when, when you do I mean of course it's like it's not it's not like a strategy to get them like later on in the night but it gives you a damn good chance of them having a really good impression of you compared to the rest of the guys you meet because don't forget most guys are clueless when it comes to girls and they do do things like hang on to the girls that they've just met too much especially when the girls aren't even that attractive you know it's like oh it's at least at least it's girls you know like, like I you know I'm not going to kind of make friends with every single girl I meet at the expense of talking about stuff they want to talk about with the dudes that I'm hanging out with or the girls that I'm already hanging out with um, you know, I like to basically audition new people in, in the bar. Like if I'm introduced to someone or if I get chatting with someone at the bar, like I will check them out. And if they're cool, I will make sure that they know that I've, I'm glad that I met them and we should catch up later in the night or uh, I'm going to give you your Instagram or Facebook, whatever. But if they're not, I will send them on their way. Um, yeah, that, that. That. that way I'm also not placing loads of importance on like the situation of having met them on the encounter which also removes the pressure from them which has them seeing you as what you are which is what I am which is an easygoing guy um, so therefore it's easy for them to come back it's easy for them to like be pleased to see you next time that they spot you in a crowd or on the street or at the bar the following week all this kind of stuff can you tell I'm getting tired guys <laughs> <laughs> I also want to point out Girls have friends. If they like you and you're normal and they're like, oh, this guy's cool. You get recommended. You know, yeah. Like, okay, maybe we didn't click so much, but we're, we're friendly terms. I can tell you're cool. My single friend, she's super cute and she's, she's sad. She needs, a, she's some, she needs a cock in her she's life. She needs some vitamin D. <laughs> vitamin cock D. In her life. <laughs> 
uh, here's a guy who's cool. Like you should totally meet him. Like I keep seeing him, and he's he's one of the normal guys. Go. Yeah, it's really um, nice yeah. when you establish yourself in um, on the fringes of a social scene, or, or I mean, a particular venue, and then there's yeah, like the girls you meet who already have a boyfriend, or indeed the couples that you meet. Yeah, meet couples. Be cool with them. Somebody has a sister or a single friend. I mean, not just because of yeah. that, but like, it's good to get along with lots of people. It's it's nice to be able to walk into a place and have your hand shaken and and, and to hug people because they already met met you before and you made some kind of impression on them. And this isn't the life of the, the guy who just goes out doing approaches and trying to close. This is a guy who's like working on building his social reputation and becoming a more popular, well known, liked, valued, and trusted guy, which is the real secret to being. Um, a man who lives in abundance of uh, sexual opportunities and also other kinds of opportunities and invitations to birthday parties and let's go and drink in the woods kind of invitations or mm. two girls want you to go home with them because because uh, there's enough of you to go around yeah well there's no no other cool dudes in the place and you're the only one <laughs> uh, so yeah guys um, that's uh that's our little first attempt at a podcast, mm-hmm. and we're gonna keep on with this. Cause yeah, I quite enjoyed that. It was alright. Remember, do the basics. Work on the basics. Do the basics. Get grounded. Get uh, become a more unshakable dude. Learn to respond to challenges, traumas, and unpleasant surprises in a calm and considered way. In a manly than, than way. Destroy you. A manly way, rather than the child who's trying to get. His mom to hug him and say everything's okay. You got to be that for yourself, but uh, 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 as a man, I think that's the the moment you become a man is when you you, you overcome your need for female approval. Um, I mean, you, you you're able to give that to yourself. I think that's a good moment yeah. to end it on. All right, cheers, Andy. Toodles. Toodles and catch you on the flip side. All of those. American expressions. <laughs> uh, see you later, alligator in a wild crocodile. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> there we go. Cheers.